You ready to talk some movies, Brennan? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go. Drive time special. Very excited for this one too. Yep. This is where we drive to the movie theater, spew out some stuff before then, watch a movie, and then talk about it. Our our hot take right out of the theater. That's right. Fresh. So we gotta keep talking because we don't really edit these. Yeah. And we just do our thing and so, what are we going to watch, Brian? We are going to go watch Shin Ultraman. Say what? Say what? Yeah, in the States, this is a pretty limited showing at our, our local theater. Right. And so, like, it's also, like... <clears throat> I don't know. I'm spacing out right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been pretty excited for this movie for a while now. Right. Um... So, yeah, by the same director as Shin Godzilla. Right. Hideaki Anno. The legend. Yeah. And so there were two showings for this. And last night's was the subtitled version. We were not able to go to that one. But we're going to the dubbed version tonight. Better dubbed than none at all. Yes. And I'm okay with seeing it done. I'm okay for paying as much as I paid for these tickets, too. <laughs> But um, I'm not very well versed in Ultraman. My experience with Ultraman is mostly being a kid and watching old episodes when I was in Chicago. And it was just a bunch of people in dirty rubber suits fighting each other. Yeah, it's, it's really great. I remember, uh, I forget where we were. We were at some like comic book store or something like nerdy store and they had like a video sele selection there. And I think you had found uh, the original series on DVD. I did. Yeah, and you were like, this is like really awesome. You really like Godzilla. You'd be really into this. And you got it for me. And I remember watching it like right away because we were taking the van that had the video player in it. And I remember watching it right away. And, and I've loved it since then. I love the original series. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a really big fan. Um, and also of just like the Ultraman series altogether, I've cherry picked uh, a few of like the sequel series to to watch, but the original series that's where it's at. And this is what this uh, Shin Ultraman is really based off of is the original series, which has me really excited. And I think um, one of the strongest things that the original series had going for it is is surprisingly the writing a lot of the time. Uh, the, the early parts of this series are pretty, like, 
campy, kind of kid-orientated, but it surprisingly gets, like, really deep tones and, like, really good writing and really good messaging and really cool themes that you don't really see uh, explored that often in, in like, the tokusatsu-like, I guess, like, rubber suit genre. So I'm hoping that they bring some of that into this, too. Because Hideaki Yano, he did a fantastic job on Shin Godzilla. Yeah, definitely a unexpected reinterpretation of the Godzilla mythos. Yes, really amazing. And Hideaki Yano as a man, too, he absolutely loves Ultraman. He loves Ultraman over most any other series. Uh, and, and his most popular work being the anime Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is my favorite. Um, he put a lot of Ultraman references in that too. Uh, and like similar ideas loosely to Ultraman. And he made his own Ultraman fan film even way back in the day. I don't, I don't know when it came out, but it's this whole like fan production. I've seen clips from it. It looks hilarious, but you can tell that this is a man that has wanted to make an Ultraman movie for a long time. Well, I guess we should maybe explain what Ultraman is to people that yeah, don't go know. For it. Go for okay, it. so Ultraman is a Japanese superhero. Uh, Ultraman is an alien. He's a giant because, of course, it's like you know kaiju stuff. Who comes to Earth and um, merges with a man named uh, Hiata, and uh, who works for the Science Patrol. And Science Patrol is just this organization dedicated to uh, the prospects of science and the protection of Earth from, like, aliens or any sort of, like, supernatural forces. Uh, so together, Science Patrol and Ultraman uh, protect Earth. That's yeah, that's, that's a good basic way to Basic rundown, yeah. And... So over the years, there's been multiple series. Yes, different Ultramen will come in and take up the mantle uh, to protect Earth. So it it's one of those series that I don't think will ever die. There's basically a new one every year at this point. And he's also been in um, between live action... Also animation too, correct? Yep, uh, there's been a few animated series. I haven't watched a lot of them. There was a, there was a made-for-TV American Ultraman two, that came out and it is horrible. You can watch <laughs> it on YouTube, and I did, and I don't recommend it at all. Uh, that was pretty bad. But yes, does definitely dip his toes in animation. There is an anime on Netflix, that is based off of the Ultraman manga. It's in a very separate timeline. I don't like it at all. Because it's, it kind of takes Ultraman, this like giant, you know, being, and they turn him into basically Iron Man. He's like all mechanical and he's like human size. I don't know, it's lame, but I don't like to talk about that one. But yes, he does <laughs> very multimedia. There's, there's mangas too of, of him, of course. And kind of the big thing with Ultraman too is uh, they've sold a lot of toys. Oh my God, so many years. toys. And that's kind of why Ultraman also gets rebooted a lot. Yep. Or they bring in new ones, because you can always just sell new toys. Uh-huh. And um, 
Ultraman has like the beta capsule that he pressed like the button on, or I guess he had to, the, the human does, and that turns him into the actual Ultraman form. And that that idea has been turned into a gimmick where it's like this like big like cheesy wrist bracelet thing that he can sell a bunch of toys of and all so yes it is a very toyetic series to steal a, a word from freakazoid <laughs> very toyetic. i think that's a, that's an industry term oh really okay i always yes. learned that from freakazoid but uh yeah ultraman sells a lot of toys if there's anything i'm i'm looking for looking for i guess in this new interpretation um, or at least I'm hoping to see is I want to see good themes of I guess like protection of life that's always a big theme in the original Ultraman uh, I want to see uh, a judo move of some kind I want to see Ultraman throw a monster over his shoulder or something like that I always like that that's a pretty big staple of his fighting style um, any uh, Ultraman legacy kaiju? Oh, uh, that's that's tricky. Um, I guess excluding the ones that we already saw in the trailer, which I'd be kind of cheeky for just saying. I, I didn't. Hope, I didn't really watch it. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I because I kind of kind of glimpsed at it. No sound was playing, and I said, I can't yeah. spoil any of this. I want to go in as fresh as possible. I would say I'm hoping to see. Uh, Gamora, that's a pretty popular Ultraman kaiju. Uh, Red King would be pretty cool to see. That's a great one from the original. Uh, really any of the aliens, I think, would would work. I'm blanking on the, the name of the ones that have, like, the cool, like, crab hands. Um, those guys are really cool. Those are in... Those have been a staple in the Ultraman series. Almost every series they show up. So I, I'd like to see them. But they're also very alien, so I don't know how how much they're going to dip into the alien kaiju. Right. I, and there's so many. Ultraman has... Oh! It's so many. Insane. The amount of... His, the, his rogues gallery is... It's pretty crazy. E extremely extensive. Yes. And, and uh, it's a really cool series, too. And I... Especially in the original series, they were very creative in, in a very good way. I think later on... Uh, you can only do so many kaiju before you start have to make them like really weird. Uh, but the original series has a great cast. Almost every monster is very unique, and there's there's a lot of like fun history behind a lot of the monsters too. Like in terms of suit design and like production. Like I know that there are multiple monsters that use a lot of pieces from an old Baragon costume oh, really? from Toho. Yep, you can you can like look at these monsters and. You can just see like little recycled parts, like they're Frankenstein together, from an old Baragon suit. Well, they also used a Godzilla old suit. Godzilla suit, and um, yeah, they old they used an old Godzilla suit for the monster Jiras or Jiras, whatever however you want to pronounce it. That's a great episode, by the way. Yeah, don't get on our case, Pete. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a great episode, and you'll never believe who was the suit actor for that monster. Who do you think was a suit actor for? Jiras. Well, you just go for it because I'm in traffic. Harunakajima. Right oh, okay. The, the original suit actor for Godzilla reprised his role and uh, did the suitimation. And do you think he was like, ooh, this, this is nice and frilly? Because it's got all the Yeah, it's got the cool. Even though it got ripped off, 
Just to make it even more like Godzilla. I don't think they're going to put Jiris in it, though. I think that'd be too... Uh, I, don't, I don't think Toho and Tsuburai pictures are... <laughs> they're not, not as cool as they used to be. They used to work together a lot. Now they... I don't know, don't know about it anymore. But it, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's... It captures that spirit of the original series. Yes. And it's just fun. Yes. Like, I want something fun. I mean, it can... If it gets serious, that's cool. Yeah. I'd like to see it taken super serious because it just kind of always looks ridiculous it does yeah uh if i had to recommend some ultraman i guess to the viewers watch the original ultraman there's a really great episode called my home is earth i believe is the name of it and um one of the best episodes the kaiju of the week that time there is a twist to its origin that is incredibly shocking, very heart-wrenching, and mentally messes with, like, a lot of the crew. And, like, really messes them. That's a really good episode. Um, there's an episode called, uh, I believe it's called, like, Underground Invasion. I want to say that's the name of it. That one's, like, a spy thriller, in a way. It's, like, this whole mystery built up. That one's really interesting. Or you just pick and choose whichever one you want to watch because they're all really fun. And it's available... On Tubi. Excellent. Tubi so for free. So you can watch it for free. For free. You can watch it. There's only like a couple ad breaks and they're not bad. Definitely uh, be wary that the first... If you do want to get into it, the first like six episodes aren't the best. Well, the first episodes are really good, but... It does get a little dry, and the suit that they used, they were, they basically had to use, um, they, they never got a finished suit, and they used their prototype suit for the first few episodes, and it shows. The prototype suit looks really goofy. Well, that's super cool. That's a neat little bit of knowledge. Right? Yeah. But just be prepared if you want to get into it. <laughs> he's being gonna, He's going to look pretty ugly uh, when you start it off. But by the end of the series, he looks fantastic. Yeah. And I'd say Ultraman, very iconic in appearance. Very iconic. One of the most iconic uh, heroes in Japan. Very big in Japan. Because if you haven't seen Ultraman, you have definitely have seen the influence. Absolutely. Right down to, like, Power Rangers. Yes. All that. Okay, well, hey, we're here. We made it pretty much right on, on time. time. Yeah. So that's it from us. We're going to go inside, watch the movie. Come on out with the hot take. Oh, okay. Well, we're back. Yeah. And uh, as per usual, I made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. What movie did we see? I, didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, This episode is brought to you by Butthole Fresh. Butthole Fresh. Order some today. Get rid of that stink butt. Your butthole awfully stinky these days.
Fix that right up with Butt Fresh. <laughs> Freshen that chocolate starfish right up. <laughs> wow, we're going to go there, huh? <laughs> well, well, I guess we couldn't come up with we a dumb movie. Yeah, <laughs> we for, I forgot to look for any dumb movies. Yeah. We usually we catch like a poster or something. Oh, man, we could have done Avatar. Cause oh! Were... <laughs> yeah. So wet. Ugh. That's water. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, yeah. Well, it's the first time we screwed that up. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay. Because uh, as long as we don't lose this episode, we're going to be doing all right. We're humans. We make mistakes. That's right. And we value life. And only by accepting death can we realize the value of life just like Ultraman. That's right. They really Ooh. they really made a movie that was just four episodes of a show. It was. I was like, okay, this is like obviously feels it's broken up into different sections. Yeah, it was definitely a kaiju alien of the week. Yep. Just in one movie. And I thought that was that was pretty interesting. It made the structure of the movie kind of weird. It did. Because I felt like there are often times where things should have had more explanation to them. And I'm not saying that just as a U.S. moviegoer, but it definitely felt there were chunks missing from an overall story. Yeah. And it made it feel like, oh, it feels like it's smaller bits. Yeah. Just kind of thrown together. Like, well, we don't have time to fill in all these gaps. Just figure it out. You got enough information. For better or worse. They leaned into that cheese, too. Oh. Yeah, I'll give it that. I mean, especially visu visually, it was very much old school. It was. Just used with new technology. I mean, when Ultraman would fly, it was just, yep, it's just like a... The stiff figure that they would yep, use. It's just a static pose. Yep. Zooming around, doing stuff. Yeah. Getting spun around, but never, like, not being stiff. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, <laughs> I thought that was pretty goofy, but it felt very, um, you could see the, the Hideakiano on it, the, the heavy themes of humanity and uh spirituality in a way oh yeah i mean for sure there's definitely some uh evangelium going on in this yeah i i liked how they didn't really go they didn't show like ultraman um uh taking over the dude's body like because you know in the original series they show him like hey i'm gonna be like living with you now they skip over that, so you don't really... They don't show... It's almost like a mystery for for a little space of time. But they, it is interesting, too, because Ultraman's human identity gets revealed. Yeah, that was a twist I was not expecting. I was not expecting that either. And also on top of it, too, he just let that dude's body hang out in the woods for days. <laughs> it was, like, blue. <laughs> it was kind of gross. <laughs> I was like, some kid's going to find that. Yeah. 
But it really kind of like, oof, man, I don't know. Um, did you notice, because there was a little montage in the beginning of the Science Patrol just kind of encountering and defeating several kaiju. Yeah, I like that. I like that they were totally proficient without Ultraman Yes. before. I liked that. Um, I didn't... I, I recognized some of the kaiju. I think uh, I'm probably Murder the Name, but Pegila, it was the one that was freezing stuff. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, and um, I re- obviously recognized, um, like, Zayton at the end. That's a very, um, throughout the Ultraman series, that's a very popular kaiju that they, they bring back. Although he isn't a weird floating space. Right, and I, 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 could, I recognized that one just visually, like, mm-hmm. what they were going for. And I was like... Is it gonna become a kaiju that he has to fight? No. Or is it just gonna be a weird satellite? Yeah. That's gonna just murder everyone on the planet. And then there's also Mephilus too, which I also recognize. Um, which was pretty cool to see those guys back. It was interesting how they handled the other ultras because uh, towards the the last half of the movie, or I guess like mostly the final act. Uh, another Ultraman appears, Ultraman Zofi, who is a very, very popular Ultra, and is just like, oh, hey, Ultraman, you broke the code, and through whatever happens in the movie, we don't have to really get super into it, but humans are basically very prime candidates for being turned into these giant bioweapons. So Zofi's just like, yeah, not only did you just, like, break the code of light and interfering with humans, but they're also very dangerous, so I'm just going to murder all of them. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a good bit of uh, story there. Yeah. I was not expecting anything. I was not expecting like, that. Oh, all humans can become bioweapons. Yeah, humans can become bioweapons, and aliens are just going to love that, so we'll just get yeah. rid of them now. I think the bigger themes of all of this came down to um, just extraterrestrial contact and how that would kind of go down in this world. Yeah, I loved the way that the Japan just tried to make an alliance with every alien so quickly because they wanted the upper hand on like the political stage. Yeah, that was interesting. That was very interesting. Even though it was like a deal that was so poorly in their favor. Yeah. Hey, Dongles, do you like movies with contracts? This movie is for you. Yeah. There's so many contracts in this. Everybody's just making deals left and right. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm sure that's pretty good commentary, too, on, like, Japan's politics, too. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, so... I mean, this director is very political. Yes. Uh, and critical. Very. I like the tidbit that they've got in the beginning with the um, director. His name slips me. He, he was the other director of Shin Godzilla, too. Um, but, like, that interview that they had before they aired the movie with uh, the main lead and the director, I thought that was very cute. Yeah. But I like how he was talking about uh, the differences between a Japanese audience and an American audience. Yes, that was very interesting. And how it was uh, right after they lowered their COVID protocols, 
and so he wasn't sure if it was just that because they still weren't allowed to talk in the theater but they weren't really giving any response mm-hmm. and he liked the American audience better because they started laughing right away and they were getting it yeah and they and were he, cheering he got that stuff. he got that recognition yes that he was looking for to know that he made a good movie yeah I really liked it it paid really good homage to Ultraman like uh, when one of the members of the SSDF or SSSP yeah SSDF that's something else SSSP was turned into like a giant Oh, yeah. That was, like, that was taken straight from an Ultraman episode. I I believe it was uh, Underground Invasion, where one of the members has turned giant and, like, can't communicate or anything like that. And they even go to a rooftop and try, like, signaling to her. So that, there's a lot of stuff like that throughout the movie where I was like, oh, I see, which was pretty nice. And also, not to make it weird, but man, those people who are into that giantess stuff are going to yeah. love this well, movie. I think they brought that up, too. Because she, when she goes on social media and she sees that she was, like, just super popular and she was talking about, like, how kind of gross it was, too, I think they were kind of alluding to the fact that people were, like, Yeah, because there was, like, I was like, oh, man, like, somebody's going to be hoping for that upskirt. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, gross. Yeah. Whereas, like, I was trying to view it from the perspective of just kids you know kid stuff that's Mm. all it really was and the whole movie kind of is yeah and it's a definitely a movie you could watch with a kid Mm -hmm. and there was a dad behind us where when we were leaving was discussing it with his son yeah and that warmed my heart that was really nice to hear i I did enjoy that too reminded me of some cool dudes Mm -hmm. you know maybe that dad's gonna throw caution in the wind and say Let's have an intense discussion while driving. Yes, and record it, too. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> the music in it was really good. Oh, it was so retro. Yeah. I, mean, I They had to have taken it from the original show. Yeah, there were tidbits from the original show. There was also new stuff scored, too, and it was scored by... I always butcher his name. I, I literally love this guy, and I don't know his name. It's Shio Sagusi. But he is the one that did all the music for Evangelion. He did the music for Shin Godzilla. And he did the mu- music for this, too. Um, and, yeah, really good. It would either be, like, the fun, like, 70s retro stuff, or it would just be, like, this intense, crazy, scary, like, choir sort of thing that he loves doing. Or the super melodramatic soft music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More like characters just having conversations, like some like jazzy kind of music. Lots of jazzy stuff. Yeah, the but it was all was fun though. I it think was they very really fun. captured the spirit of Ultraman. Yeah, they really did, and I really liked how at the end it came down to the humans. That the humans are the ones that that are the real heroes. And also science. Science, yes. We're gonna get all these great minds together. And, and come up with a solution. I really liked that. I did get my over-the-shoulder flip that I was hoping for. You did. And when it happened, I could tell that you were happy. I was happy, yeah. That was <laughs> nice to see. We also got the, the specium ray. Looked cool. That first time he uses it? Yeah. Awesome. Really, really awesome. 
Uh, I got the cool saw blade action. That's another fun attack. Yeah, the effects were uh, here and there. Here and there. The kaiju definitely sometimes didn't look the best. There were some fights that looked better than others. Yeah. The Mephilus fight in like the, the oil refiner or whatever that was, a little industrial park, I don't think it looked very good. No, that but was I did, probably the worst I did like fight. the design work and everything, though. Yeah, everything, I did too. Like, the designs were cool. Mm hmm. And the Mephilus, uh, like, the lights in the face yeah. was super cool. Yeah, really, really cool. Uh, the fight, the nighttime fight in the city against the Imposter Ultraman, which, great, great callback. Imposter Ultraman, that's like a staple. Every series, you always fight some form of Imposter lookalike. And that fight was really fun, too. Yeah. And that was probably the best-looking fight, too. Yeah, scene. it looked really cool at night, and they did a good job of getting all the lights reflecting off the suit and yeah. stuff. Especially when he was flying. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. it was the goofy flying stuff, but it was fun. I don't, I don't know. I just had fun. It was a very fun movie, yeah. I think uh, it's interesting because I could tell there's definitely a lot of, like, deeper underlying messages like, especially with, like, the, the stuff about the Japanese government and everything. Um, but just, like, the lighter themes of, like, being a human and making mistakes and not being perfect and... Yeah, and also uh, an environmental yep. thing because that us treating the planet like crap is what made the kaiju start coming out and got us noticed by uh, extraterrestrials mm -hmm. and put us in danger. yeah. Oh, wait, what? Ultraman is woke? <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? A lot of your kaiju stuff is environmental messages and messages about just being a decent person. Yeah. I also like the way that the movie handled the science patrol, just in the terms that they were just the team that we focused on. It wasn't The focus wasn't on Ultraman himself. It was on the team. And it wasn't a big team, either. No, it was a pretty small team. I kind of wish they had, like, cool uniforms. Yeah, I wish they had the old uniforms. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. That's fine. I, I liked how they just had to work out of a small office. Yeah. Like a one room. Mm-hmm. They weren't taken all that seriously. So maybe, if there ever is a sequel, which, who knows, probably not. But if there ever was, I would hope that they got a bigger office. Yeah, I'd hope so, too. <laughs> they definitely came through for planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like that. I like the team, and I liked uh, just the focus on them. Because that's how it is in the original series. It's just, it, it is Science Patrol. You focus on Science Patrol, and then one of them happens to be Ultraman. And, you know, the conflicts, you know, we see how he handles things, but it's mostly the team, and they all work together. Right, and then you get a kaiju fight. And you get a, yeah, and then you get a fun kaiju fight. You know, maybe maybe an initial fight somewhere towards the beginning. Mm -hmm. Kind of set everything up. And then boring people stuff for people who aren't into the human parts. But I don't know, I always feel Ultraman did a pretty good job keeping it interesting. For sure, yeah. They did in this, too. You know, like, the military really wasn't that big of a thing. No, not really. Um, what do you think of the directing style? I 
I really, I found it really interesting. There, I loved all the shots where it'd just be like someone talking, but all of the characters like back would be taking up most of the frame. And then maybe it's just like the right side. You see the character who's talking like their face. Yeah. Or they use like a bunch of books or it's like through like uh, the arm of a chair. Yep. <laughs> I was going to bring up the arm of the chair. Yeah. I thought that was... I liked it a lot because it made the scenes of people just having conversations visually interesting. Yeah. It kept things very visually interesting and it also made me focus on those people that were talking a some lot of it, more too. Some of it I thought was like a little... Was, wasn't all that great. Yeah. And it was like too many... Like the editing could have been... It was a bit excessive. Yeah. It was a little too many quick cuts and stuff sometimes where it was just hopping around. But overall I did like it. There were some weird grainy shots of things where I, was I like, noticed how that. much of this ended was like filmed during COVID or something and they just had to like they I don't know. Could only got the only got the B do crew yeah, to do it. Yeah. Or like let's crop this because there's something in it. It was just kind of odd. But I mean I'm willing to forgive it for its faults. Or but, who knows, maybe it was even done on purpose. Yeah. It was interesting how Ultraman didn't have the the uh, color light in his chest that would blink you just change colors like he just turned green when he started running out of power yeah that was that was weird different. I feel like they should have just stuck with like just the color blinky light I feel like that's a lot simpler yeah why they didn't do that I think um, this movie can be summed up in the one line where the guy is using the VR headset to talk and they're commenting about how goofy he looks and the one guy says yeah, he looks super goofy, but it's still entertaining to us. I felt that I felt like that was an exact line. That was a line straight to the audience about it. It very well could be. But yeah, at the end of it, just had lots of fun. Lots of yeah, it wasn't as uh, like deep or like I guess crazy as something like Shin Godzilla was, but paid so much respect to Ultraman. I, I really liked it. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, there you have it, Dongles. Um, you know what? They're probably not going to be able to watch this anytime soon. No, probably not. I heard that there was a pirated version floating around out there, but, I mean... At least with it in theaters, there probably will be, if you're really desperate. <laughs> yeah, now, but, I mean, the event is over. Yeah. It's just two nights, so hopefully it makes it to home video in the near future. I would definitely watch it again. Yeah. Um, just goofy fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. Either you're into it or you're not. Yeah, that's how that works. It's, it's, it's exactly how this works. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, same stuff as usual. Um, check out our T Public store, yada, yada, yada. Dongle Den. Um, thanks to you, Dongles. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. And um, also our fellow podcasters. Thank you for your support. And with that, I'm shutting off the car and we're going inside because one of us is going to have to poop. <laughs>
rock, dead you. Come, rock, dead you. Come, rock, dead you. Come, rock, dead you.